Hello, my tribe. Um, I really hope this works. I am... So this podcast is going to be about getting ready for the fourth step. I have some sponsees that are either just started that process or about to start that process. Also, so it's the next assignment. But before I get into the actual assignment, I want to sort of talk about how I take sponsees through the steps. My voice sounds funny because I'm getting over a cold. Um, so, and I am driving to uh, the Seattle winter retreat. I'll be a co-speaker there. And um, so it's a long-ass drive. And I've got recovery on the brain, and I haven't um, done a, uh, I've, I'm behind on sending the homeworks out. I'll also be recording myself um, for my talk, and I'll be sending that out as well. But this is about getting ready for the fourth step. So there's a couple of things, which is, um, you know, I'm, I don't want to say I'm a maverick, but I go to, against the grain of, of what a lot of people say, which is it's just like hurry up and get through your fourth step. And if this is your first time through the steps, I would maybe recommend that. Um, You know, like I've said uh, many times, when I work with people, I tend to work with people who have already gone through the steps, almost all of them. And so they've done um, a layer of discovery and a layer of inventory um, already. And I am the deep dive uh, sponsor. I'm the causes and conditions. I realized that, you know, um, all of my sponsees, you know, they come in, they, they came into the program, they, you know, started working the steps with someone else and they did a really great level of recovery. You know, if, if we want to do an analogy, it's kind of like they, you know, they did their high school and maybe even a little community college but not really, um, let's just say high school. And now um, they, and then they hit a place in their life where, you know, something's just not right. They're not really experiencing the promises. And what tends to happen when, or what I tend to discover in all of them is, is that it's because they hit um, their causes and conditions. So, you know, they come in, they've got the fellowship, they've got, you know, the habits, they've got the supports, they've stopped binging and purging or, you know, or, and then they get some recovery and then they're immediately confronted with um, their ability to let themselves have the recovery that they're working so hard for. And so oftentimes they'll either relapse, which is when they find me, or before they relapse, they're struggling. They know they're going to relapse or they're white knuckling it all the time. And so then they managed to find me before they relapsed. Um, So, yeah, so I'm sort of the causes and conditions um, sponsor where it's like, all right, you know. And so when we go do the fourth step, it's a huge, intense, emotional process. And so I wanted to tell everyone this before I say, which is why it can take up to a year. And that's when you're working really hard because – you are bringing up stuff that you have buried um, emotionally in your body for years, if not decades, and, you know, it's going to come up, and you need time to emotionally process all that you're bringing up. And so slow and steady wins the race. And so in doing the four-step, I sort of say, okay, so now 
you're, you know, you need to be going to four meetings a week. Um, at least three of those have to be face-to-face. Um, unless you can't do face-to-face, you know, then you could do, you know, phone meetings. But if you can do face-to-face, you need to be getting your body into a circle where other people are recovering. And you need that strength and you need that connection on a very, you know, um, physically energetic way. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, oh, what I was saying was is that, you know, when you're just working your other steps, I, I talked to Swansea's, I'm like, okay, um, you know, you should be, your homework should be taking you one hour a week. That's with the reading and the writing. So you're spending an hour a week on your step work. When you're doing your fourth step, you, you really need to be spending two hours. Um, it's a commitment, but this is the heart of the program. So basically, here's here's the difference. It's like, you know, this happens a lot in 12-step is people come in and then they stop at the fourth step. Well, here's what that would be like. That would be like if you felt a lump and then you went to the doctor and then you got, you know, the diagnosis that you definitely have cancer and then the doctor gave you, like, you know, um, an appointment with a specialist, signed you up for a, a, you know, support group, you know, told you where to get signed up for chemo. And so you joined the support group and you, you know, went and checked out the chemo facility, but you never actually did any chemo. So, you know, your disease is still very much alive and very active. It's really the fourth and fifth step that it's chemo. And and then the six, seven, eight, nine um, is repair, is the healing from that and creating, you know, a life that's cancer-free. So, so yeah, so this fourth step. So if, if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I've been following these, you know, instructions and I haven't done you know, a four-step before, well, you know, talk to someone, and there's a couple options you can do, which I would recommend, which is one, just dive in, you know, just go like, okay, well, I didn't, and I'm going to try and do this anyway, and then notice that if you break your abstinence or if the food gets sloppy, you need to go back to step three, meaning that things are happening too intensely for you, so you don't have enough support. So whenever you start to lose your abstinence, you know, on a step, you have to go back to the previous step. Something's coming up for you, and you, you, no, long, you no longer believe in the process of recovery. You no longer rely on your higher power. You re, you've gone back to relying on the food because you've hit this wall of fear. So if you want to start it this way, that's fine. The other thing that I would recommend um, is to get the OA workbook and do the four step in there just to get a surface level and get a process level done and then come back and do the four step the way that I'm going to describe doing it because the way that I describe doing it, it is like the fearless and searching moral inventory. And if you, you know, listen to Nicole and Megan have a conversation, that was the end of her fifth step and she can definitely uh, affirm that, um, you know, hold on, that uh, it's a long-ass process, although she also admits that hers took longer because she, you know, 
she waited too long. Um, so, yeah, so anyway, so that's all the preparatory stuff. Um, and then, okay, so I got distracted because it's starting to rain, and I'm having to just put this, you know, on my, you know, podcast because that's what's, that's what's happening. I'm not going to re-record this. Um, but anyway, so in, pre- in preparing for the four steps, so let's review um, your program. So your program is, uh, you know, that you are going to four meetings a week, um, hopefully three of those are face-to-face. Um, again, if you are in an area where that's not possible, you can go to open AA meetings, you can go to Al-Anon meetings, and you can go to ACOA meetings. ACOA is Adult Children of Alcoholics slash Dysfunctional Families. So if you have a little bit of a kooky family, you can still get some recovery now, you might not be as bad as other people, but that's high bottoms, low bottoms. Like, there are people in the rooms that, you know, they purged one time, and then they walked into OA. And then there are people in the rooms. I actually know someone who, um, yeah, she died so from bulimia. So, you know, and then there are people who have gained 50 pounds, and then there are people who have gained 200 pounds. So, you know, look for the similarities, not the differences. So between AA, OA... And ACA, it's very possible that you can find three face-to-face meetings a week, and then if not four, four is what you want. But I'm, you know, because of people's schedules and everything, one of those can be um, a phone meeting, uh, but that's not really ideal. Um, not while you're going through the fourth step, unless it's a phone meeting that you feel super, super connected with, and you already have connections there. But if it's a phone meeting that you're just listening to and you, you don't talk, you don't introduce yourself, and no one knows you're on the line, that's not, that's not actually what you need. You need to be a part of people who are engaging in this process and to feel supported and like you're not alone, like you're part of a team. So that's kind of what you're going for. So you're doing that. Um, you're checking in with a sponsor every day. Um, or a uh, partner in recovery every day. You're making, so this is all about connecting. You're connecting, 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 connecting. You have a food plan. Um, Hopefully you have a food sponsor or a food buddy that you're sharing your food. Um, Let's see, you've got your meetings, you've got your homework, you've got your food buddy. Oh, you've got a text group, you know, a God squad of, you know, people that you can sort of just, support each other throughout this process of recovery. And then, yeah, you've got, and then you're doing your third step prayer every morning that you did. So every day you are connecting, connecting, connecting. Because the fourth step is going to bring up a lot of grief and and a lot of shame. And, you know, the thing that will assuage the grief is the connection. It's not going to cure it or get rid of it, but it's like, you know, giving you a hug is while you're grieving is all the, you know, other people that you're connected to who are going through the same process. And then the antidote for shame is empathy. And being connected is where you're going to get empathy. So, you know, keep that in mind that that's why I'm having you do this stuff. And that's why we do it is so that we have this connection, which is another form of love which is another form of a higher power, 
and as long as we're really connected, then whatever comes up, we can live through, you know, whatever wave hits us, you know, we can recover from, or we can swim through, or we can, you know, recalibrate, or whatever it is we need to do. Now, no one's going to rescue you from this process of recovery. It's pain for pain. It's the pain of the disease versus the pain of recovery. So again, using the cancer analogy, it's like, okay, if that woman who's been diagnosed with cancer doesn't get, doesn't do the chemo, which she knows is going to suck, like we all know it's going to suck, she's going to die, you know? And so there's the pain of the dying from cancer versus the pain of the chemo. And, you know, again, what she has to tell herself while she's doing the chemo and it fucking sucks is it's like, okay, this is actually saving my life. And so while you're doing this four step and you're dealing with your causes and conditions and your harms and your shame um, and your anger and resentment and your grief is, is that you're freeing yourself from carrying all this around with you. Like if you, that's the process of the fourth step is that all of this and the fifth step is that you get to bring all this stuff up and process it and share it and, and then um, emotionally regulate yourself and get free from it. And then you're no longer carrying it and it's no longer driving your need and your fear to act out and to find comfort or to, you know, emotionally regulate through food. So... Um, that's kind of my preparatory um, speech for the fourth step. And then there are two ways that I um, start people on the fourth step, and it depends on each person. I'm not going to do two um, separate tracks for the fourth step. I'll just tell you that sometimes I have someone start with the anger, and then sometimes I have someone start and end with the shame, and then sometimes I have someone start with the shame and then um, and then go on to the anger. And it just depends on where they're at. I usually, if, if shame is really up for them and they're swimming in it, then we'll do a shame inventory. Most of the time, I, I keep the shame inventory for the end. And I like to start with anger because I'm like, and I'm speaking mostly for women, and we'll start with the anger inventory because, you know, women do not have permission to be angry. If we're angry at all, we're immediately labeled as a bitch or a ball buster or hard ass or shrew or hysterical. Like, we're just not allowed to be angry because men don't like it. It's threatening to them. So, you know, the first thing I do is have... Um, to start the first night, this isn't the fourth step, but this is the pre-fourth step, which is to, you know, start with the anger inventory. And what I want is you go through, you know, every five years, break it down into five years, zero to five, five to 10 years old, 10 to 15 years old, 15 to 20, and think of every fucking person you know, every situation, and ask yourself, you know, do you, are you resentful or do you have any ill feelings towards any of these people, you know, teachers, playmates, whatever? And I don't care how small it is. This is the exhausting, thorough moral inventory because, and again, this is 
how I've done it. It's how I've done it for myself. It's how I've taken my sponsees through it, and they can definitely attest. And maybe we'll, I'll do some testimonials for you guys. I don't care how small the incident is. If it's like, you know, Bobby Sue, you know, slapped me in the first grade, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still kind of upset about that, or it still, like, makes me mad. Well, here's the thing about, let me say this, it's like, makes me mad. You're like, well, no, it's fine, whatever. And it's like, okay, here's the measurement. Sometimes I think of something and I'm like, am I still upset about that? Or do I harbor any, harbors or do I harbor any resentments about this? And I kind of search and I'm like, you know, and I'm like, God, I don't know. And then I think if I were to tell the story about this, if someone were here and I were telling them the story, would emotions come up for me? Would I be like, yeah. And then she slapped me. You know what I mean? That means I still have feeling around it. You know, I'm not ready to laugh about it. You know, that's another good one. Are you ready to laugh about it? If you're not ready to laugh about it, it's still a little bit of a sore point. And then also, if you tell the story and the emotions, and you can eventually get yourself into an emotional place, that means you're harboring the feelings, and you just had to go and, like, pull them out of the harbor, and then they, there they were. But so we don't care how small the thing, you know, these incidences are, because when we, when we eventually put them into the big book um, charts, the each little incidence becomes a datum, and we collect all of this data, and then each, and then it starts to create a picture for us. So if you think of those, like, you know, connect the dot pictures, like if every incident is a dot, we get a really in-depth picture of the shape of your disease, the shape of your anger, the shape of your um, shame, the patterns that um, are controlling you and driving you. So, it, it, you know, again, it's make it as exhaustive as you want and don't worry about it taking too long as long as you are committing two hours a week to your homework. You know, if you're not, then you're dragging your ass. And then it's taking too long because you're resisting and you're not really committed to recovery. But if you are doing your two hours, you know, let's say one and a half to two hours a week on your four step, then, and you're like, God, I'm still just on, you know, year five. It's like, you know what, that's how much, that's how much cancer you have in your body. And this is, you know, so don't, you know, it's like, it'd be like if, you know, someone was, you know, had cancer riddled in their body and they're like, God, I'm still doing chemo. It's like, well, yeah, because you still have the cancer. So it's just however long the process takes. So just trust your process on that. You know, as long as you're going to meetings, working your program, checking in, praying, connecting to people, you know, checking in with your sponsor, which you should be doing every day, you know, connection, 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 and then committing to doing work. And, yeah, I mean, and it's going to take over your life, and it's going to take over your life the way that chemo would take over your life. However, if you do this, on the other side of the chemo is cancer-free, you know, and on the other side of the fourth and fifth step, in my experience, is freedom. And so, yes, it's, you know, it's a sacrifice, but basically it's a sacrifice to get your life back. You know, you've already, you're already sacrificing your life and the disease. You don't have one. The disease tells you how to have a life. It's dictating all of the scenes in your life and all the relationships that you have. So to do the four-step frees you from that. And in my experience, 
if you're someone who's identifying with me, meaning like the causes and conditions are as intense as they are, you know, the other thing I need to tell you is that you're probably going to need some medication and you're definitely going to need therapy. So, um, but again, freedom is on the other side. So this is my, you know, 20 some odd minute, um, preparatory conversation for, uh, you know, uh, getting ready for the fourth step. Um, I think, uh, I'm going to include this as the, you know, um, no, I think I'll just repeat myself around, you know, the first, yeah. So even though I've sort of described what the homework assignment is, um, I think I'm just going to repeat myself and create another homework assignment where it's, you know, make a list of everything that you're angry about in case people just want to hear that by itself. Okay, so thanks, everyone. Bye.